It's a high drive center field. Beerling's back. This game is turned upside down. Pulls it to the air. It's deep to left. Taylor's back at the wall at 700. Hello and welcome to Swing for Contacts Baseball Podcast. It is episode 17. It is May 16th, 2023. There's some angst in the group, but we've had a week off to recharge our batteries. And I've got Aiden and Noah both joining me here today. I'll go because Aiden's going to be on his for like 30 minutes. Anyways, guys, so uh, so if you didn't see, I think it was either, I don't know when it was, but I, I saw a clip. Um, Aaron Judge, the Yankees were up 6-0, and his teammates were chirping it up against the Blue Jays, you know, division rivals, whatnot. And, you know, it might have been nothing. It might have just, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I just find it awfully weird how the MLB is – making Instagram posts and reporting about it, how it's just, uh, and they took a quote from Aaron judge. That was something along the lines of, um, I just really didn't get why my teammates were chirping when we were up six. Oh, a lot of people are suspecting sign stealing or sign tipping or blah, 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 blah. It might've been nothing, but I saw that in a headline and I just wanted to bring it up. If y'all, if y'all saw it or what y'all's opinions on it are, um, I just, y'all know I hate the Yankees. So uh, go ahead. All right. I honestly probably do think it's nothing. Um, but uh, let me put on my conspiracy hat for a second. It wouldn't surprise me if there was something coming from the dugout. Uh, it is really kind of crazy how they like caught him, like looking during the, the live broadcast of the game, like they zoomed in on his eyes right before the pitch was coming. He checks the dugout, comes back, and then smacks his second home run of the day. Uh, you know, the uh, some of those crazy Houston conspiracist theories that were slapped around for a while want to put on their tinfoil hat and say that there's definitely something going on here, which you know, ostracized fan base, whatever craziness, but. Uh, at the end of the day, I do think there was some stuff coming from the dugout. Uh, I know Aaron Boone got uh, not suspended. He got uh, he was ejected from the game earlier. I don't know if it was that inning or earlier in the game, but I know Booney was ejected. I think some of the team was still upset about something or other that was going on in the game. Um, and from Judge's perspective, he probably was like, guys, seriously, shut up. I'm trying to just having that bat right now. So it wouldn't surprise me if it's nothing and that that's judge's actual response and what actually was going down. Uh, it probably is, but it is definitely, I don't know, maybe something to keep an eye on if something like that is continuing to happen. Or if you see that in other games uh, from, from the Yankees, I think it's at least worth noting, but that's about it. It carried a little bit into the day. Uh, there's a little bickering going around. Uh, starting pitcher on the Yankees possibly got ejected at the worst possible timing because, you know, they're sitting there arguing back and forth, and then Yankees pitcher comes back out. You got stuff on your hands. You're out of here, 10-game suspension. 
So yeah, it was Herman, right, Domingo? Yeah, and isn't he the one that got? He was in trouble last time before the Scherzer ejection, where they were asking him to wash his hands. Yeah, he's been and in trouble they, with this kind of stuff before. Okay, that's what I thought. But nah, they were. It, it's such a bad time, dude. Like to to do that and get kicked out. Which I've heard reports that it was rosin, which Max Scherzer was claiming it was the same thing. So we'll we'll kind of see where this all plays out. See if they make any changes and what's going to happen. Yeah, the umpires should start having to take samples and ship it off if they're going to start taking people out for every rosin sticky thing. Um, I guess what the league needs to do is start taking inventory of how much is too much and what each substance is. Just run it through a test, piss instead of washing his hands. Take a dab. Uh, anything else on, on the whole judge and Yankees? No, I just thought it was interesting. I wanted to bring it up. So After hearing my thoughts, what were your, any other thoughts you might've had? Um, I necessarily think it's sign stealing. I think it is. I mean, even like I've seen people on Twitter and, you know, that's the best place to get your, you know, sources from. But I, I just saw a lot of people complaining about how the MLB was like, and it's, I'm sure it's nothing, but I'll, you know, people complain, but it was just interesting how the MLB um, was so quick to report on it. Like literally not even, not even what, 30 minutes, I think they were already reporting on it that it was just Aaron judge, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. I just hate the Yankees. Yeah, I, I think MLB has kind of figured out maybe with some past instances that if they don't jump on it and they let it fester, that there's going to be um, probably more said in the community than what needs to really be put out there um, or reports or fan theories or anything else. So it might have been them just like, no, we're just going to put this fire out now instead of letting it become like a thing. Um I, I think the Blue Jays, like, they're, they're using Pitchcom, and so if they're getting it from the dugout off Pitchcom, that, that means they're somehow getting a signal from a, an electric communication device between from the other team. So, like, that would that would be a really bad use of a technology-based science-stealing thing. Um, that or he's just tipping. That or he's tipping, which, you know, that was going to be my next thing was that as well. And so if he's tipping and they're picking up signs off of off of his tips from the dugout and then relaying it maybe to a first base coach or from the dugout or whatever it may be. Um, so it's either a a perfectly legal use of signs with a tip B a highly, highly like electronic based issue. Or C, it's nothing at all. So. Going C, I'm not going to lie. It's probably C. But it is it is something to note. It was an interesting thing that took place, and uh, I think it's worth just keeping a side eye on in the time being, just to see if something like that pops up again. Anyway, uh, Aiden, you've been really excited about this Bryce Harper thing, so I'll let you take it away. So uh, we all saw Bryce Harper. I believe he struck out. Uh, I don't I don't know how he got out, but he got out and. The Rockies pitcher started chirping at him. So, you know, he starts chirping back. They get into it a little bit. Uh, and during the exchange, Bryce Harper's getting held back. And I believe he says, you were trash. And this entire organi- organization is nothing but trash. 
So, you know, I kind of wanted to go into this a little bit uh, and see kind of if Bryce Harper was an organization, how would he, you know, put up beside the Rockies? So playoff appearances, Bryce Harper has 36 games played to the Rockies, 24. Okay. Bryce Harper has a 273 average. Rockies only have a 240. Okay. He has a 358 on base percentage. Rockies at 302. A 604 slugging. Rockies at 370. An OPS of 963. Rockies have one of 673. 18 wins to their 10, and both have one World Series appearance. So I just thought it was, it was pretty funny that he's calling their entire organization trash, and he's literally better than their entire organization. Like, you would take Bryce Harper's career over the entirety of the Rockies organization. How many MVP awards have come from the Rockies? I didn't check that, and I should have, because Bryce has two. I, so, Matt, Matt Holiday. Matt Holiday would be the only one that comes uh, to mind. No, oh, no, I don't think. Hold up. Larry Walker won one. Mm, yeah. Larry Walker in the 97, which that year, stat-wise, is a crazy year. You don't need to look at that stat year sometime. Uh, just the, I think it may have just been Larry Walker. and uh, He's the only seasonal MVP. Matt Holiday won the NLCS MVP, but that was in the playoffs from that team, so that didn't really count here. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... Harper oh, yeah, is by right. far. So Larry Walker. So he's won more MVPs than the Rockies organization also. Well, I guess the one place they got him beat is their pitching stats. Good for them. I think if I think if you put Harper on a mound for a couple games, he'd probably be a better pitcher. Not at this point in his career. He's got the Tommy John issue he now. He does have Tommy John. Who knows? Maybe he's a lefty at heart on the mound. Yeah, he starts slinging 100 from, from the left side. Maybe he's got a wicked curveball. Uh, so I, have, I haven't seen a, a video breakdown on the, the Harper-Rockies altercation. I saw like it as a reel, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. But I didn't pay much attention to it. I just saw him like chirping. I think it was a rookie pitcher on the mound. Uh, and so... Harper probably didn't have the book on him, got struck out, and then some rookie was talking trash. Is that basically what was happening? Uh, yeah, the, the pitcher was talking a lot of trash. Strike your stuff, Rook. But, you know, when you get taken deep here pretty soon, it's tough pitching in Colorado. Just remember that. <laughs> uh, anything else on Bryce Harper? I think that's it. What's it? What? How? Th- those were his career numbers, or was that his year numbers? Career numbers against their career numbers in the playoffs. Career numbers. Okay. Thirty-six games, two seventy-three, three fifty-eight, six hundred four, with a nine sixty-three OPS. Gotcha. He's got eight more wins than the Rockies in the playoffs. <laughs> Last time we recorded, we kind of marked the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals as dead, um, which. The swing for contact curse, apparently, or not curse, but I guess the what's the reverse? What's the inverse of a curse? Blessing. The swing for contact blessing took place, and mm-hmm. the Cardinals were ten and twenty four last time, and they are seventeen and twenty five uh, today. And so, <laughs> I definitely think whoever we talk about being 
uh, in a bad spot, at least has a pretty good chance of getting a bounce back. Uh, what team is in need of the swing for contact blessing? Uh, I, I don't want to give them the blessing, but the Mets, right? Yeah, the Mets probably do need it. To make it interesting in the East, the, like they, they've I, okay, been so sliding lately. Whenever I made my preseason rankings, Phillies, they were the team I thought would win it, and I had Mets too. I hate the Mets more than I hate the Braves. But I couldn't ignore who all they had picked up in free agency and the money they had spent. I should have ignored all the money they had spent. That was my fault, my mistake. Never going to happen again. I'll stick with my Phillies thing because I, I love the Phillies. But the Mets, that's my bad. Should have known. That was a stupid take. Noah, who needs our blessing? Um, can I, like, can I say... To give Don't. somebody a curse, like reverse, reverse psychology. Um. Oh my gosh. <laughs> sure, go for it. Um. Okay, let's give the. Uh, shoot, I don't even know, bro. Um. I, I'm I'm not piggybacking, but the Mets, like Aiden said, I don't. They they spent money on Verlander. They spent money on Scherzer. It it just isn't. It isn't working out at all, as I don't think anybody would have expected. Um, Like I I mean, we were all pretty high on them, even if they were third coming into this season. We thought it was anybody's, you know, anybody's division, and now it's kind of looking like there's possibly only two teams. So I don't know. Yeah, I'll just go for the Mets too. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good pick. They they need the the blessing of swing for contact, and I think the Cardinals need to keep receiving it as well to make things interesting in the central. As much as I would like to see somebody else win the central, um, just to make things interesting down the stretch and to get back in contention, the Cardinals need to keep doing their thing that they're currently doing and not resort to what they were doing. Um, fun headline that I saw uh, with the speed up of games. Uh, just a quick note, something that I didn't necessarily think about preseason or spring training, but something that definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, quicker games means players are, you know, getting home earlier, getting out of the stadium earlier. They're spending more time with their family, their kids, their friends. Uh, there's more recovery time uh, between games has been cited by a bunch of players. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, who is a member of the Milwaukee Brewers, obviously has mentioned that like um because games are ending earlier like he gets to have his daughter come into the clubhouse after like a media and whatnot and um she uh is having a great time like getting to spend more time with her dad like outside of baseball or in the in the dugout or not in the dugout in the clubhouse so i think that's a just a, a fun more positive thing about the uh the pitch timer and uh getting the games a little bit quicker paced at 25, 26 minute on average cut down from last year, I think is really kind of paying off. Uh, I know I've enjoyed being able to finish a game in two and a half hours compared to three hours and 15 minutes. So uh, just want to throw that out there as a one more bonus for the pitch clock. Uh, but my other headline that I really saw that I wanted to uh, point out 
This was this is a couple days old, but uh, the Oakland A's made the deal to demolish the Tropicana in Las Vegas and build their one point five billion dollars stadium, their ballpark on the strip of Las Vegas. Is this a good decision by the Oakland A's or the A's ownership, or is this setting themselves up for maybe some sticky situations they don't want to be a part of? So uh, I don't know if you watch football or if any of our viewers watch football. The Raiders also tried this. The Raiders have had so many picks go to jail. I mean, they've got a they've got their first round pick from like 2020 about to serve three to 10 years because he was driving drunk and killed a lady. Las Vegas and sports don't mix. It's not a good idea for 18 to 20 year olds to be out there playing sports, making all that money because it's going to end up badly. Noah. Hello. I'm gonna be honest. I know what Las Vegas. I don't know what, what is what is a Tropicana. Can somebody please? Uh, the Tropicana. So when I first saw this, at first I thought, I thought it, I read it as Tropicana Field. I'm like, why are the A's demolishing Tropicana Field? Shouldn't the Rays be doing that? Uh, but Trop, the Tropicana is a um, like casino hotel spot on the Strip. It's um, an older spot, a place that probably. It's a lot less action than some other places on the strip. So probably something that Vegas officials were perfectly okay with losing in exchange for a new ballpark. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My everything keeps cutting in and out. Like y'all will not talk for about twenty seconds and then talk for the next thirty. So I was just wondering. Um. Did, what? Where are the Rays planning on moving? Is it? Or, are they thinking Orlando? Or I? I haven't really looked into it. The Rays. The Rays. Why are we talking about the Rays? The Rays. Do we think the Rays are going to be in Tampa that much longer? I thought you said something about the Rays. I know you're. I heard Tropicana, but I everything cut out after that. So I was. I thought we were adding them into right, the discussion. I'm about to chop. This is going in another blooper reel. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I. But uh. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll save that for the, a later time. The Oakland A's made okay, a deal okay, okay. to demolish the Tropicana Hotel and Casino Resort on the Vegas Strip and build their ballpark. Now, when I first saw the headline on like Twitter, I just read it as Oakland A's Tropicana demolished field, and I was like, "Why are the A's demolishing Tropicana? Shouldn't the Rays be doing that?" The Rays are not anywhere near moving at this current state. Uh, they're not rebuilding anything. They are in the trop for the foreseeable future. Uh, they probably shouldn't be, but they are. Uh, but the uh, so I think if they were maybe, you know, not in. I don't know if moving to the strip is a good idea. I think this might backfire for for the A's ownership and management, but that's not, a good idea. not my call at all. Obviously, um, I think you know if they were in their original land, it, at least it takes away from some of the potential. I I would worry about you know people coming to the ballpark, uh, getting toasted on on seven dollar beers, and then proceeding to release onto the strip where there are other crazy individuals. Um, 
I think this opens up the room for more headaches, but it does open up the possibility of this being a fantastic looking ballpark on the strip, which I guess if you're just going for the image of how something looks, uh, then this is a, a good move. But I think from the business side of things, um, it, it could put them in some sticky situations. Uh, but on a more fun note, Zach Greinke became the fifth pitcher to strike out a thousand different batters. Now, I don't know if y'all have looked at the list that I wrote it down on the on the little sheet that we keep track of things on. Uh, but could you have named the four other pitchers before you looked at the list? I would have gotten at least one. I mean, obviously. You would have gotten... I would have gotten Nolan Ryan. Yeah, I mean, that that's the easy one, right? Yeah. Uh, Aiden, would you have gotten any of those names? Again, Nolan. He said again, Nolan. Okay, you're really quiet all of a sudden, so check your mic. Uh, oh, my bad. Nolan Ryan, oh. Randy Johnson, Greg Maddox, Roger Clemens... And now Zach Greenkey. Uh, so they've struck out a thousand different batters. Um, in my opinion, Zach was already a um, on track for a Hall of Fame uh, induction at some point. Uh, does this oh, just does this just solidify like him as like a no doubter should be first ballot kind of guy? I think he was already kind of there. This helps his case. If you had given me seven guesses, I think I would have guessed this list. Yeah. Randy's probably the best lefty all time. Uh, Nolan's freaking Nolan Ryan. Like, of course, he's got to be there. Clemens, I may have had trouble with Clemens and maybe Maddox just because Maddox, like he was a good strikeout guy. But now with how pitching is now, you would have thought of him as more of a contact guy. Like hit, like throw to ground balls or throw to pop flies with what his stuff is. Sure. And, and I That's think what gives Maddox, crazy. what got Maddox on this list was longevity. Yeah. Um, because obviously he pitched for forever. People don't even think about him pitching like in San Diego, which I sometimes forget that he pitched in San Diego. Um, I didn't know that. Like people think of Maddox as Atlanta and Chicago and that's it. But he did some other stuff too. Uh, the thing about striking out a thousand different guys is I think you kind of have to pitch in both leagues because that way you kind of expose yourself to more teams more often and more players more often. So like Nolan Ryan obviously pitched uh, in the National League and the American League for a crazy long time. So that was a no brainer. Um, Randy spent time in Seattle, um, half a year in Houston when they were in the NL, goes to the Diamondbacks NL and then goes to the Yankees in the AL and then back to like San Francisco in the NL. So like Randy got a lot of time in both leagues. Um, Roger spent, I mean, he, his career, you look at Clemens career, like how many teams he played for. It's kind of crazy how many teams he actually ended up playing baseball for. Um, but he got a ton of time in both, both leagues. Um, Maddox is the guy that like the three teams I've named for him so far, like Atlanta, Chicago, uh, Cubbies, and the Padres, like all three of those guys, all three of those teams are National League teams. And so, like, I probably would not have guessed Greg Maddox because he spent so much of his career only in the National League. So, like, it's kind of crazy to me that he's on this list. Uh, Grinky obviously has spent a lot of time in both leagues pitching for the Royals, the Dodgers, uh, the Diamondbacks, the Astros. 
um, and some other small stops along the way. So uh, it makes sense, um, but just kind of interesting, I think, to, to think about. Whereas a guy like Justin Verlander, like he's a guy that has only pitched in the American League in his entire career until this year. And he's only made, you know, like what two starts in the NL so far. So that hasn't really helped him yet. But uh, I think he's made three. I think today was his third. Okay, three. But either way, like uh, he's a a strikeout guy. Uh, you know, top twenty five all time ranking in strikeouts, and he has not reached this little milestone. So, so which speaking of that. Do you think it will be easier to reach that now, given every team's going to play everyone every year? Yes. I think you still have to have crazy longevity and, and come in at the right time where you're facing a, a bunch of veterans and a bunch of rookies and uh, you're playing teams that cycle through players. Like it's not like an, it won't be an easy thing to get, but I do think it will become an easier thing to get because you get exposed to more teams. Not that a thousand different batters should. I mean, this is elite list. I think it will always be an elite list, but I do think that number, you know, in maybe like um, over the next 25 years, for example, you'll you'll see more names populate on this list, I think. A guy like Garrett Cole comes to mind. Uh, last little note here before we uh, head off, now that, you know, we're kind of starting to heat up weather-wise. It makes me start thinking about the trade deadline and uh, some teams that will probably be selling as of today. You know, some some obvious ones are the Athletics, um, the Nationals, the Reds, Royals, White Sox, I think. Um, I hope the White Sox are selling. I would love to get Liam Hendricks, but I don't know what they're I don't know if Liam would be on the board yet yeah. because he still has some, I think, years on his contracts. Um, but guys like Giolito and Cease, I think, would be and Lance Lynn would be starting pitching guys that could go the Cardinals if they don't get back to their winning ways. Um, Adam Wainwright, Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty. Like there's a bunch of potential like add on to rotation arms, I think from these teams that could be very beneficial for some, t- for some clubs. From the heat up, the Cardinals are, uh, I, what's, I don't know what's going on with cease, man. He just, he's not looked good so far this year. Yeah. He'll Lance have his random like bust out moments where you're like, yeah, that's still in cease. And then since if it's not one of those, he kind of looks not very good at all. Um, Lance Lynn and Manoa are both suffering from being big guys with the pitch clock. See, I don't, um, I don't buy into that at all. I, I think I, I do. Like, I, I really, would. I, I really think it's coming from the big guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I really think that they're they're getting tired out there. They're losing their control. Like, I get not buying into it, but it's just crazy that I mean, Lance, he started doing good back half of last year. Manolo was really good last year, and then boom, Pitchcock's added. They both just have not had it at all. I mean, there's other pitchers who have not had it at all this year too. I know, I know, I, and I know that some pitchers are off. Sandy's off. I think Sandy's is due. I think the shift is kind of helping with that. But 
I've looked at some of the underlying stats. I don't have them on hand right now, so I can't tell you exactly what those stats are because I don't keep them in my brain, unfortunately. And it looks like a control issue, like with Lynn and Manoa, and I think that's coming from being tired. I mean, it, it'll I be, be fun. It'll be, be interesting to see if, like, uh, they find their extra gear and they start dealing all of a sudden, then it's just like, okay, well, they were just bad for you know, a month and a half. Uh, either way, maybe, like, maybe they I, figure out how to pace themselves. I, I think just, the deal with Lance Lynn uh, is obviously just, I, for me, Lance Lynn throws, you know, basically four fastball variations. And I think, uh, the miles and wear and tear that he's thrown over the course of his long career and being kind of flat with his fastball variations this year is what's been his biggest issue. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I think a lot of teams would be interested in signing a, a Giolito with C or Lance Lynn. Tim Anderson's another guy who's in a walk year for the White Sox. And so um, maybe it's just the White Sox are, need to implode. They just need to fire sell guys and get new blood in. And because obviously this roster construction is not working out. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if the White Sox go sell mode uh, at the deadline and try to, you know, rebuild around a Luis Robert and Eloy who is still injured. Um, their uh, Chicago brothers did. Yeah, exactly. Uh, other fun names, I think, are our potential moves. Uh, Jock Peterson from the Giants, because the Giants have obviously not been very competitive so far this year. Uh, Alex Cobb has been pitching really well for them, too. He could be a guy that moves. He's very interesting, like, looking at. Uh, you know, he moved a couple years ago to the Braves at the deadline as a, as a fill-in piece for them and was – very pivotal and then winning a world series. So um, he's done it before. Why not? If you need a lefty power bat, go in and, and make a move for jock. Uh, another name that I think is kind of interesting. Um, he's not back playing yet, but the reds and Joey Votto Votto's in his last year of his contract. Do you think the reds would move Votto for, for a guy or do you think they're going to want him to retire there and stay through know, this man. contract? He, he had that really good year out of nowhere two years ago and it's like it's like he hasn't played baseball since then like I haven't heard Joey Votto since 2021 I don't think well you and didn't I hear much from him last year because he had he a pretty injured. bad year yeah, wasn't or he was it was just bad I remember he played some but I thought he was injured for a bit of it and then I saw that he was getting a rehab he was supposed to be on a rehab stint this year and then he just pulled himself out of it all of a sudden so it's been like a uh, bicep tendon, I think, or something, something along his arm has been the issue. He hasn't been able to like swing a bat at all. Um, I think it's time. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's been a great career for Votto, but I think uh, it's. I don't know if he has a team ready for him next season, but he could be interesting, like lefty bat. If he comes back and can swing the bat. Uh, for the rest of this year versus righties only or something like that. Some team might take a shot on him being like a lefty DH. I don't know, but it's an interesting name at least. Um, and then teams that need bullpen, uh, bullpen help Trevor may from the athletics. Um, I think Carl Edwards from the nationals, you could maybe move Luke Weaver into the bullpen from the reds. Uh, Brent Suter and Brad Hand from the Rockies CJ Crone from the Rockies you talking about a guy that could 
make a big move at the deadline. I think CJ would make a, a great addition to some teams. Uh, the Royals have two lefties and a Roldis Chapman and Amir Garrett. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's some, some big bats in like jock and, um, Crone and Tim Anderson, some starting pitching depth between the Cardinals and the White Sox, and then some sprinkled in relievers, man. There's some righties and lefties out there. I think some teams could really benefit, maybe even an early trade. Uh, I think it's just some names that are fun going out there. Obviously, the the big one that everyone's going to be talking about come July is going to be Otani and where the Angels are, but... um, I don't I don't is is there a name that I just sputtered out there that you wish the Rangers would go after? I, I want a reliever. I think it'd be really funny if we got Otani. That's basically impossible. Why would the Angels trade him to a division rival? Like, our only chance at him would be free agency. And I don't think we're a big enough, like, team for him to want to come here unless we offer him, like, $600 million. Uh, Brad Hand. I like Aroldis. He started to kind of slow down. So I don't know what we'd look at at that. Just relievers, to be honest. Like, I, I wanted another outfielder, but now with Ezekiel Duran's kind of comeuppance, I think they're going to stick him somewhere out there and put Seager back at short. And Garner will, of course, DH. But then Josh Smith's also started hitting the ball good. I don't know. I'd be interested in a John Peterson, though. For another yeah, outfielder. I was going to say, like, Jock Peterson, like, another outfielder bat would be kind of cool to add to a already rampant, like, hot offense. Um, but, honestly, the relieving situation in Texas is absolutely awful. Um, so, I'd, and I'd, I'd love, to, love to see a, a move. Um, I don't know, like, if you, I mean, when DeGrom comes back, I don't know if you want to send Dane back to the bullpen or what, because he's been, he's been. It's going to be hard, too, man. It's going to be really hard. Dane's been pitching, like, the top three guy in this rotation lately. Like, it's, I don't know if you, you go with six starters, which I think that would probably, that's what I would do. Like, I hate taking Dane out of the bullpen because he's been our best reliever. But if you go with six starters, you've got DeGrom, who he's had trouble going five. Give him that sixth day. If he, if you can get him in a six-man rotation and it works out, that's perfect. That's what Houston did last year with like Verlander rotation. and Fromber and not having the six-man rotation down the stretch and throughout the yeah. summer and then moving to a four-man in the playoffs, obviously. But having the six-man rotation down like the dog days of the heat and, and whatnot, it, I think it really helped yeah. stay, keep JV upright. And I think we have the arms to do it. Like, I would not have said that before just watching Dane as a starter. He's, I don't know what he's done. I've got, I've got to go into it and find out exactly what he's doing differently. But oh my gosh, he's just been so good. All right. So you guys would love to bring in some bullpen help. Maybe a Jock Peterson. Jock played a little bit of first base, uh, you know, mixed in with the uh with the Dodgers from time to time and the Cubs from time to time so maybe uh him being a little lefty counterpart in Houston would be fun too cuz uh Michael Brantley's been shut down again so I could really love to have another lefty bat uh Abreu man Abreu is just man I, I, his timing is is way off and it looks like he's kind of casting his front shoulder out to me um he's not looked good at all 
ball so far this year. I, he's put the ball like he's putting the bat on the ball, but he's not hitting with any oomph at all. There's been no slug at all. Um, I think it's just all timing. I think he's kind of casting out a little bit, but hopefully he gets his crap together down the stretch. If he uh, comes in and has a great second half and performs, then all will be forgiven. But it's been hard to watch him right now. Um, and then because we lost Luis to Tommy John and Lance is always a questionable guy arm wise, I would not mind one of these rental starting pitchers. Um, even like a, just a guy to have at the back of the rotation, uh, with some decent oomph on him, a Jordan Montgomery or a Jack Flaherty that could become a long guy in if you, you know, get into a playoff run or something like that, or just a, a guy to be at the fifth starter. So we don't have to rely necessarily on uh, more triple A talent. Cause right now we've got like four or five, like triple A pitchers pitching for Houston right now. It's been kind of, kind of jank. Uh, but yeah, I would love to grab a lefty bat or one of these starting pitchers. I think that'd be a big move for Houston, but Anyway, uh, that's all I got. You guys got anything else? I'm done. Noah? I think I'm, I think I'm good, too. All right. Well, guys, uh, I'm going to go make a blooper reel for Aiden from earlier and uh, get this out. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Swing for Contact. We are on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify for your listening enjoyment. Uh, 